0: Good morning, I hope that you and your family are warm, uh, have some coffee or hot chocolate for the kids or tuning into our Table Kids message on Facebook um, or live with us here today, this morning, as we continue, Actually, we finish the early years series, as we look at the life of Jesus. And all throughout this series, we've been challenged to not just look at the cross and the empty tomb, but let the life of Jesus affect the way that we live. Uh, and so if you have your Bibles, you can turn to Luke 4. Um, chapter. Luke 4 will be in verse 31 through 43. Um, let's pray, uh, and then we'll get started. God, thank you so much for you. Thank you for technology, uh, the ability to communicate, to learn, to uh, hear from your word. Uh, God, I pray um, th- uh, throughout it all, Lord, that you would speak, uh, that you would challenge us to live like Jesus. Um, Jesus, as we look at your power and your uh, authority and your love and your uh, your purpose, why you were sent. God, may we be convicted by your spirit to, to be sent and to live and to love uh, and serve people as you've called us to. Lord, we thank you so much. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. If you could choose any superpower, what would you pick? It's one of the the age-old icebreakers, right? All of us have different answers. Maybe it's to fly, or maybe it's to run, to be the fastest person on earth, or whatever it is. Uh, Some of you have kind of weird ones. um, I think you can tell a lot about a person by how they would answer this question. Uh, For those of you who would answer the question, you would want to be invisible, or would maybe want to see through walls, I would tell everyone, if anybody ever gives you that answer, stay away from that person. They're weird, maybe a little bit even creepy, just kidding, but for real, run. Uh, but but this, this icebreaker, this superpower question, this idea popped into my head as as I think about Jesus. And I know that, that may sound weird, but as we look at the text today, we see his power and his authority uh, shine. We see him who is able to do all things shine and to do some things that, uh, that the world had never seen before. And so if you will, look at me with, uh, look at me, look with me at the text, um, starting verse 31. Says, and he went down to Capernaum, a city of Galilee, and he was teaching them, on, teaching them on the Sabbath, and they were astonished at his teaching, for his word possessed authority. And in the synagogue, there was a man who had the spirit of an unclean demon, and he cried out aloud with a voice, "Ha! What have you done? What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are—the Holy One of God." But Jesus rebuked him, he silenced him, saying, "Be silent and come out of him." and when the demon had thrown him down in their midst he came out of him having done him no harm and they were all amazed everyone who was around was amazed and said to one another what is this word for with authority and power he commands he being jesus commands the unclean spirits and they come out and reports about him went into every place in the surrounding region continue and says and when he arose and left the synagogue and entered into simon's house now Simon's mother-in-law was ill with a high fever and they appealed, to, they appealed to him, him being Jesus, on her behalf. And, and he stood over her and rebuked the fever and it left her and immediately she rose and began to serve them. Now when the sun was setting, all, who had any, all, all those who had anyone who were sick with various disease brought them to him and he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. Jesus' power and his authority and his purpose are really like shine brightly through this text. I think in all uh, that's going on in the world, it's important for us as believers in Jesus and those of us who are maybe on this journey of faith to take time and to look at Jesus. We see who he is in this text and we see his life lived out, not just the ability, but now we see his power and his authority really come to shine. If we were to be honest and we were to think about the way that maybe we would have done things um, if, if we were Jesus. We, we think about his birth and, and the fact that he came in such a lowly way, such a, a, a meek and uh, mild way that, like we would have said, if we could have drawn it up, maybe, maybe this would be the most celebrated thing that the Christ who has come to earth to save us of our sins, he's come and we should throw this huge celebration. He's come of a, of a virgin birth. He's come of a, in, a, in the form of a child and, and we should celebrate this, but, but God thought it best to come in a way that maybe would go on unknown by many at the time. And then to live a life kind of in the shadows, just loving people and serving people and, and doing so without sin. And now we find ourselves here learning about Jesus, and we see him, now his, his ministry is going, and he's, he's he's continuing to love, he's continuing to serve, but now he is healing people. He's freeing people of their iniquities, he's, he's, he's freeing people of a, a, this, in, in what we read at the beginning, there was a man who was uh, possessed by a demon, and as weird as that may sound to us, we have an understanding as we read in scripture that Anybody who is against God is working for Satan, is working for the enemy. And so just as Christ is alive in us and just as God has things for us and for us to, to, by the power of his spirit, to establish his kingdom on this earth, the enemy has a plan for those who are not believers in Jesus. And he desires to use them and to and capture their hearts and their spirits the Bible tells us in John 10 that an enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And so as weird as that this may seem to us, this was very real. This is not just real here. It, it's, it happens where the enemy has the heart and the mind of people, and Jesus has come to take over. And he speaks to them, and he speaks to them in a way where he, uh, that I think is really interesting. Jesus shows off his power, but he does so in response to uh, the demon. The demon knows who Jesus is the demon who, who has been at work trying to establish the enemy's kingdom, he looks at Jesus and he says, why have you come? Why is it that you're here? What do you want from me? And, he, and Jesus looks at him and, and the enemy begins to say, you are the son of God, I know who you are. And, and it's always blown my mind why Jesus, uh, in, in another way where, where, where if it was me and, it, and I had a superpower or I had something, it would be, I would want everyone to know it right? I wouldn't keep it a secret. I wouldn't keep it to myself. I would want everyone to know, look, I got this ability. I got this authority. I got this power. Now watch me. Now that's me and my own just sinfulness being honestly my own pride. But I bet a lot of us are pretty similar. But Jesus is not doing that. He's he's actually saying to the demon, hey, keep silent. He does this because he said, it's not yet my time to announce to all people who I am. Jesus was busy loving people and serving people and showing people who he was far before he would tell them, but that is coming and that that is happening now. This power and this authority that Jesus speaks with is, it's crazy to see because we look at it and we see demons fled. We see sickness fled we see um, that there was power in his word. They were amazed at the authority in which he spoke with. A lot of teachers, a lot of rabbis had come and taught the word of God, but Jesus coming with a different sort of authority and a different sort of power and a different sort of power in his word, people are amazed because not just does he, says, d- does he say things, but when he says things, different things happen, demons flee, sickness is healed. Now you think about Simon Peter, his mother-in-law, as you know, he's sick and and Jesus is, is healing uh, and heals his mother-in-law. And I I just think, honestly, man, I love my mother-in-law. She's phenomenal. And I, I I would, um, I would love the ability to, uh, just have Jesus over and to heal. And if she was sick to have Jesus over and just say, Hey, uh, Lord, my my mother-in-law, she's upstairs and she's sick. Will you, will you go pray over her? Will you go speak over her? And, And he, and Jesus did that and he completely healed her and set her free. And I just think about this, this, this man, this the God in flesh who had come, and I think, man, what would he have for us to do? And we'll get to that here later on in the message. But I just think about the life of Jesus and the authority of Jesus, and how no man, or or nothing has come that has is like him, or that will ever come that will be like him that did what he has done. And I'm just so thankful. And then all the chaos that's going on in the world, in a pandemic, as you were sitting at home, and there is supposedly a blizzard that is coming, you know, whatever it is and all of the chaos and all the things, all of the the disorder, the brokenness in in the world. And we see as we focus on Jesus, we see some stability. We see a power like no other that should give us great comfort because the one who has all of the power came for us and died for us. We see his power, but also uh, we see his purpose. Jesus says these words in, um, Verse 43, he says, I must preach the good news of the kingdom of God to others in town as well, for I was sent for this purpose. Earlier uh, in verse um, 33 and 34, uh, the demon asks Jesus why he has come. We get later as he is responding to those who are believers in him who are trying to hold on to him, trying to keep him there in their town. But he says, look, I was sent for this, this very purpose. I was sent to tell people about the goodness of God. I was sent people I was sent to this world to make people know that there is a way to the Father and it's through me. Jesus came for a single purpose. He came to make dead men alive in him. Those who would repent of their sins realizing that that we in our own way Are in trouble that we in our own way are separated from God because of our doing, but God, so rich in love, so rich in grace, so rich in mercy, sent his Son to die for us. But like like, like we've been encouraged throughout this series, it's not just in his death that we find life, but in his life we find a way to live. We see in Jesus the way for us to live, the way for us to go, his purpose was to be sent into the world to tell people about his goodness, to tell people about his love, to tell people that they can be made right right with God. It's something that we in us should look at and lean on and say, man, wow, the God of the universe left the glories of heaven and came to earth for this purpose to tell people about his goodness. I, I think of, when I think about Jesus and his life, and I think about how he was born and how for many years, 30 years that he just, he he kind of stayed in the shadows and he kept to himself and he, he loved people and he served people and he, and he really just uh, aligned himself with the father and did what the father would call him to. And I think about this movie uh, coming to America. Uh, One, they're getting ready to make a second movie. And most of the time I would tell you um, like, uh, this is where I would say, like, I'm not endorsing a movie, but like Coming to America is one of my favorite movies. Um, and so I will endorse that for you adults out there. If you haven't seen it, you should see it. If you haven't seen it, you should also be ashamed. Um, but the, the premise of this movie is there is a royal king uh, played by Eddie Murphy, a uh, royal prince played by Eddie Murphy, who comes to America because he desires to meet his wife. Uh, but he does not come in a, in a, a way where he's loud and, and, and says, look, um, look at all that I have. Look at my riches. Look at my uh, I'm a prince. He doesn't do that thing. He sets those things aside and he comes to earth to find a, a wife and he works at McDowell's, uh, this place that is, is mimicking McDonald's. And he um, he, he is someone who starts at, at just the lowest position possible. He serves. He loves. He treats people as um, they need to be treated as equals, as as, as peers. And he uh, he meets a wife, and it's this crazy story. It's actually less like about love, and it's more of a comedy. Um, but I, I think about the way in which he came and wanted for people to know his real heart, wanted for people to really know him before he announced to him who he was. Before he announced to them who he was. Now. I'm not going to say that the writers of coming to America learned uh, how to have that character's life portrayed from the life of Jesus, but there are a lot of similarities. Jesus came in a way that, like I talked about earlier, would none of us would have said if we were that that God Himself would come. We would all said that God Himself would come. Let it be known that He is here and just completely take over, uh, rule in such a way that would say, "Look, I'm in charge. No matter what you want, you will follow me." But God. Came in a different way, in a better way. He left the glories of heaven and came in a way of humility and love. And he, and Jesus, worked to make people see who he was and how much he loved them. Before he began to establish his kingdom, he looked at people, he served people, he loved people. I love what it says um, in verse. Uh, where is it? In verse forty. It says, now when the sun was setting, all those who had any, who were sick with various diseases brought them to him and he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. This is a, a God who has chosen to draw near and his purpose to be sent into the world to preach the good news. Jesus chose to draw near to people and he didn't just, which he could have and desire to, and, and if he desired to, he could have with all right and with all ability just said from heaven, look, I'm just going to heal the land in that way. But no, he came and he drew, he drew near to us. And I love in a time where people who were sick were pushed out and shunned that Jesus goes to them and brings them near and he lays his hands on them. Not worried about what will happen to him if he, if he gets near them, but saying, look, I, I, I have the power, I have the authority and it doesn't just stop there because I'm willing. It's one of my favorite things about Jesus. Not just that he was able to come and to, to live perfectly and then to die on the cross and race two days later. Not just that he was able to do that, but he was, he was willing to do it. He wanted to come. He wanted to come with his power and his authority because he loves us, because he loves you. Listen, I know as we look at the life of Jesus, as we've looked at the early years of Jesus um, and, and today we've looked at his, his power and his purpose and his authority, as we've looked at these things and we've talked about these things over the last few weeks, as we've talked about um, just who he is, I, I want for us to hear this. And I tell our students this all of the time. I tell our students, as we get to know his word, as we get to spend time with him in his word, there's this beautiful thing that happens and we don't go to his word for this purpose, but there's this beautiful thing that happens that as we read about him and we learn about him and we learn about why he came and, why he, and who, what he created and what he's done, as we look at his word and we read in his gospel about who he was, this thing happens. We begin to realize who we were created to be. As, as he declares us, as the word of God declares us, his masterpiece, the greatest thing that he created, his, the thing that he takes most delight in, the thing that he has most desire in, we were created in his image. We were created in his likeness. And as we look at his word and we see who Jesus was, we know who we were created to be. And So as we look at the early years of Jesus and the life of Jesus, we now have to respond in the way that says, I want to live like him. I hope in this series, what you've done is every week that that you've been challenged and you've you've looked at the life of Jesus, you said, Lord, how should my life echo that same thing? I hope for all of us that as we look at the life of Jesus, we don't just think of, man, that's cool because he's God and he did those things, but we think, Lord, how can what you have done and what you did affect me? Not for me, but for others. Because just like Jesus walks, walked in a power and authority, we do in the same, the Bible says the same spirit that conquered the grave, it lives within us. We can pray and we can hope and we can believe and we can trust in a God who has all power and authority still. He didn't just have it then, but he still has it now and will have it forever. And so for those of us who are believers in Jesus, we should We should pray for people, we should believe in things for people, but we should be reminded that we serve a God who walked in such humility, who reached across the aisle to people who were sick, to people who were lowly, to people who were marginalized, to people who had nothing. And he brought them in close. And he looked at them and he loved them and he said, you are why I came. He said that to us. We must not forget the way that we got into this relationship with Jesus is because of his work and his love for us and our belief and our faith in that. And we must extend that to people. Our response must be to live like Jesus. uh, gone should be the days where we just come into a church or come into wherever it is online and just accumulate knowledge. But we should be people who, yes, we should come in and we should worship together and we should uh, sing of adoration and and hear of God's word and it be preached to us and it should fill us and encourage us. But we should not leave these doors unchanged. We should leave these doors and the rooms in our homes changed by the work and the life of Jesus. Our response needs to be different. For those of us who have not haven't been living in light, living in love, reaching out to people uh, who are who are sick, who are reaching out to people who are desperate for God, we must live different. We must live like Jesus did. Let our response be different the echo of his life, let our response be as we learn about Jesus, as we lean into Jesus, let us not just think, man, God, you are good. Let us think that because he is and he always will be, but let us think, God, how would you have your word change me? Because our purpose is to live a life in worship of Jesus. Our purpose is to live a life that brings people to Jesus. Our purpose is to live called, to live sent, to be courageous in the way that we live, to go out into the world and to tell people about him and his goodness. And not just tell them with our words, but tell them with our life. Our purpose is to live by his power for his glory forever. Will you pray with me? God, thank you so much for you. Jesus, I pray as we learn about you, as we, uh, we learned about you over this series and your life, Lord, may may we be fixated on all of you and what your life and what your cross and what your empty tomb calls us to, as it calls us to live a life of love to all people, no matter where they are, no matter what they believe, no matter uh, what their uh, socioeconomic status says, no matter what their race is, no matter who they are, no matter where they are, Lord, you have called us to love them, to serve them, to point them to you. Jesus, help us do that. Help us to do that in your power and your authority. May we desire what you desire for us, God, and, and to tell people about you, Lord. May we no longer live as people who have just knowledge, but may we live as people who have knowledge and may actually do what you've called us to Lord, let, let it be not just in our minds, but let it echo through the way that we live. Lord, we thank you for your example in love and service. Lord, we're grateful. Help us to understand and to live as you've called us to. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.
1: Well, hey, everybody. Thanks so much again for joining us this morning. Wayne, thanks for sharing with us that message. Just a couple of things really quickly before we go. Uh, Our food pantry, which was supposed to be yesterday, is rescheduled for next Saturday. So if you want to serve with us, we'd love for you to join us. You can sign up uh, online to let us know that you're coming. Um, We'd love to have you. The other thing is, in a couple of weeks, two weeks from today, On the 28th, we've got baptisms in our service, and so we're really excited about celebrating what God is doing in the lives of several people who are a part of our church. And if you're interested in baptism, we'd love to hear from you, to talk with you more about that, and see if you might like to participate with us. So please let us know. Also, thanks so much for being generous. Your generous giving allows us to do ministry. And so even though we aren't able to gather together this morning... You can still give. You can give online by going to our website, thetablecc.com forward slash give. Or if you have downloaded the Church Center app, that is a great, easy way to give through that as well. So thanks again for your generosity. Bundle up this week, stay warm, and we'll see you in person or online again next Sunday.